Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Good evening, HG Church. Welcome to HG Online. My name is Jason, and once again, I have the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. Today, we are in our midweek series. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, And before we get into the Word, let's go ahead and get in prayer. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you that it is truth and life, Lord, and that we can apply this word to our lives, Father. So as you reveal to us your purpose and your plan for our lives tonight, Lord, we have ears to hear and eyes to see what you are saying to us. And we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us in Jesus' name. So we're in our midweek series called, um, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you remember, last time I got to minister, I was speaking about how the Holy Spirit leads us, how he speaks to us. In Romans eight sixteen, it says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit. So the communication is from spirit to spirit. So I don't usually look for or listen for an audible voice. Um, what I do is I listen with my spirit, okay, because the Bible says that his spirit's going to bear witness with our spirit. Um, and, and the reason why this is important is because once we know his voice, once we're able to say that's God speaking right there, then we're able to develop in that and we're able to grow in that. And then we're able to hear him when he is speaking to us. Amen. So in, in the Bible, we, we hear Jesus say that he who has an ear, let him hear. And he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. So we know that God is definitely speaking to us. Our job is to listen to him and obey what he's saying. Amen. So tonight, um, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, the question I have for you is, how do you know that it's him? How do you know that it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to you? Um, we, there's a lot of voices in this world. We, we have the enemy always trying to influence us, always trying to speak to us, always trying to cause doubt and disbelief. Then we have people giving their opinions. Um, We have God trying to speak to us at all times. And then we have our own thinking. So my question is, how do you know that it's him? How do you know that it's him that's speaking to you? The first way that we know is by the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. In John 14, 16 and 17, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then in John 15, 26, it says, But when the helper comes, whom I shall send from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And then once again in John 16, 13, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but what he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So we see in these three scriptures that Jesus is referring to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. So that means that the Holy Spirit is the truth. And that he only speaks the truth. So what's the truth? Real simple. The word of God is the truth. 
Any time that you hear somebody talk, any time you hear somebody speak, it should always be backed by the word of God. This is what really matters, what God says. A lot of people give their opinions, ideas, but what's really, really important is what God has to say about it. And since the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, then it's safe to say that the enemy is against the truth. And not just the enemy, but the enemy trying to influence us. Okay, The enemy will always try to influence to, um, to do evil, to speak evil. And in James chapter 3, um, James is giving an, uh, an account where he's talking about how the enemy might be able to use us. Okay, And he talks about our tongue being evil. Okay, And it says this in James chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 5. It says, Even so, the tongue is a little member that boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. So to avoid this, to avoid our tongue from speaking this iniquity, we have to stay in the truth. We have to stay in the spirit. We have to always be led by the spirit in everything that we speak. Amen. And then it continues in, in verse 13 of James chapter 3. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. The wisdom, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So here, what he's saying is that where there's envy and self-seeking in your heart, these kind of words, this kind of wisdom is actual demonic. Okay, and it also causes confusion and every evil thing. So as you can see, this is the opposite of the truth. And we know that from Scripture, God is not in confusion. The Bible says that he's not the author of confusion. So anytime you have kind of uh, some kind of confusion or there's something that's uncertain, you know that God is not in that because he is the truth. Amen. And the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, he's going to always lead us in the truth. In everything that we say, especially. Amen. So this is how you know that the Holy Spirit, or that it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to you by the truth. The second way that you know that it's the Holy Spirit is that he testifies about Jesus. John fifteen twenty six says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. OK, the Greek word for testify here means to be a witness, to charge, report or give a testimony. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. He testifies about Jesus. And there's a similar word found in Romans eight sixteen, And I and I brought it up earlier and it says um, it, and it refers to how the Holy Spirit communicates to us it says that he bears witness with our spirit this word is similar to the other word but it means to testify jointly or make certain so the holy spirit that dwells in us 
He testifies to our spirit about Jesus, about who Jesus is. The, the main thing that we always have to keep in mind is Jesus has to always be magnified. Okay. People should not be glorified at all. It's always Jesus, the one that we're pointing to. Any anytime that I get an opportunity to speak, you know, and, and I know this is probably the way um, everybody else feels is that we don't want the attention on ourselves. We're trying to testify about Jesus. We're trying to point to pe- point people to Jesus, um, not trying to point people to ourselves. So when we speak, what we want people to hear is we want, to, we want people to hear what Jesus has to say. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says, Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always testifies about Jesus. Amen. That's a re- one of the reasons why I like being in the chariots of light. You know, when we go out to these outreaches, and we call them outreaches, but they're actually bike rallies. You got bikers everywhere. And what I like about this is when we talk to people, we, we introduce ourselves and people come up to us and they tell us about what they believe, how they feel, all the things that they're going through. And we listen to them. And then we tell them about Jesus. That's why I enjoy this. We don't go off um, telling them about all the bad stuff. And, you know, what we do is we just direct them to Jesus. We listen to everything they got to say and then we give them Jesus. Um, I don't even give my testimony. Okay, and I'm not saying that giving your testimony is wrong. You know, I think there's a place for giving your testimony. But my encouragement to you, if if you want to give your testimony, but be sure that you are testifying about Jesus. What I suggest is not spending a lot of time on all the bad stuff that you used to do. Okay, because, you know, we all know that we've done bad stuff. Okay, we we but the thing is, is we don't want to glorify all that bad stuff. What we want to do is we want to glorify Jesus. We want to testify about what Jesus did. So what we want to do is we want to spend more time talking about the goodness of God and everything he's done in our lives. That's how we should be testifying about him. That's how we should be giving our testimony. Amen. So the third way that we know that it's the Holy Spirit is that. He will teach us and remind us what Jesus said. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So we know that the Holy Spirit dwells in us and that he's our teacher. And as Christians, I believe that we should always be learning. Okay, and and the way that we're we learn is to always remain teachable. Okay, nobody has ever attained a level to where they can be taught something. And the good thing about the Holy Spirit is, is that he can teach every single one of us at whatever level we are, whether you're a brand new Christian or whether you've been serving the Lord in the ministry for 40 years. The same sermon can talk to us at different levels. That's how good the Holy Spirit is, and that's what he does. That's how he ministers to us. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Study 
or be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have to have the word of God settled in our own hearts and we have to know what we believe. Amen. Um, I, I want to make a suggestion. I suggest that you know what you believe. Okay. Now I can come up here and I can speak about the Holy Spirit. I can teach about um, the things that God has shown me. But you have to know for sure in your heart if that's what you believe. And if you believe it, because I'm trying to base everything off the word of God, then you confirm it in, in you. Then you know that's what you believe. Then you could say, that's what I believe. You, you can't go to people and say, well, this is what they believe. And, you know, it has to be in you. It has to be what you believe. Amen. OK, so he also reminds us of what Jesus said. We know a lot of times that Jesus spoke in parables, you know, even the disciples when he was there, they didn't understand everything that he taught. And we know that the religious leaders, they didn't understand the things that he taught. They, they were marveled about the things that he said. And Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So in order for us to understand what Jesus is saying, because he's speaking spirit words, we have to understand them spiritually. OK, we talked about it before. Spirit to spirit. This is how we have to focus on what Jesus is saying. OK, so let's look at some of the things that Jesus taught. And we, one thing we have to remember while we're, we're looking at these is Jesus was always led by the Holy Spirit. In John 5, 19, it says, when, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. And then in John 12, 49, it says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. So here we see two times where Jesus is attributing everything he said and everything he did to the father. He only did it because that's what the father gave him to do. Or he only said what the father gave him to say. Okay. He was always led by the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> we see this in the story of adultery um, in the Bible where, where the woman was caught in adultery. They, you remember the religious leaders, they brought the woman um, in front of Jesus and he's and they said that Moses taught that we should be stoned or that, or that she should be stoned but what do you say so they're putting Jesus on the spot you remember Jesus only says and does what he hears the father say and do so you remember what Jesus did he didn't answer any other questions but what he did is he stooped down and he started writing in the dirt then he came up and he said, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And then he stooped down and started writing again. We know that the story says that all of them got convicted and all of them left except Jesus. And he said, where are your accusers? And they were gone. And he said, I don't condemn you either. Now go and sin no more. OK, the reason why this is important is because his Holy Spirit knows exactly what to say. 
okay? He knows what they need to hear, and he knew what she needed to hear. And he was able to minister to that lady and to those people at the same time. Amen? The Holy Spirit is always there to teach us and remind us what Jesus said. And the last way to know it's the Holy Spirit is that he will tell you things to come. In John 16, 13, it says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. This is another reason why it's so important that we have ears that are sensitive to hear his voice. Okay, he will tell you things to come. That means that he will tell you things to avoid. Say you come to a point in your life where you have to make a decision. We'll, we'll use a, uh, a job, for instance. Okay, it might be a new job. It might be a promotion. Okay, in this time, it's really, really important that you know that the Holy Spirit's voice and knows, know how he leads you. Because what we do is we pray. Okay, we pray to the Father. Uh, we pray for blessing. We pray for jobs and better jobs. We pray for bonuses. Okay, but do we pray for God to lead us? Do we pray for him to show us what his will is? Amen. Because in a, in a time like that, when it's a decision making, we have to hear from the Holy Spirit. Because that job, just because it might be an open door or more money or a bit, some kind of opportunity, doesn't mean that it's necessarily from God. Okay? That's why we have to be able to hear His voice and know that when He's speaking to us. Because we don't want to make bad decisions and end up going down the wrong road based on thinking that he wanted to bless us with his job. Amen? Does that make sense? So we have to know that he's always there to lead us and guide us. And this means avoiding things. He's always going to tell us things to come. I remember one day, and I'm going to close with this story. Um, it was a Monday, and I was... Um, this morning, in the morning, I got up, I started reading my Bible, I had some coffee, and I just felt a sense of peace that day, okay? Um, I don't know, it was just a little bit different from normal days. Um, I, I had this peace, and, and, and I knew that I didn't have any appointments, you know? I didn't have a lot of stuff to do. I still did things. I went to the gym, I came by the church, I picked up my uniforms, but I didn't I, I didn't feel like I was being rushed, like I had all these things to do. So anyway, I was on my way home, and I was on Garces, and I was going west, right kind of by where the freeway or the train tracks are. And I got behind the slowest driver in Delano, okay? Now remember, God was dealing with me all day. He's giving me this, this supernatural, what I felt was a peace, and I wasn't rushing, I wasn't you know, so I got behind this guy and I was like, man, this is, has to be the slowest driver in Delano. And, and if you guys know about Delano, that's saying a lot because there's a lot of slow drivers here. So I got behind him and, I, and we were just driving slow. And then he finally turns off and I go and, I, and normally the, your normal reaction would be just punching it. You know, I just, you know, I waited on this guy. So I'm, I'm patient, but I still push a little bit. But I didn't do that. So I just kept on cruising. I, I went a little bit faster, but I didn't go like a normal speed. 
For some reason, I just, and I just felt that peace, like, I'm not in a rush for anything today. You know, I don't have to hurry. And when I came to an intersection, a car flew right by me. And he, they had a stop sign, and I didn't. So that car blew through the stop sign, and, and I believe that that car would have hit me. But God was giving me this peace all day long. And at that point, I realized that God had just kept me from that. He's gonna, he tells you things to come. And I believe that this time he was, he was doing that. And I, you know, I kind of, I hit my horn on them because, you know, they're going to hurt somebody. But then I started giving God glory and started laughing because it was just, you know, God did this. And I believe that he kept me from that. Amen. So to remind you of all these, uh, all these different points, um, the Holy Spirit, the, the way we know that it's the Holy Spirit is that he's going to always tell us the truth. He's going to testify about Jesus. He's going to teach us and remind us what Jesus said, and he's going to tell us things to come. Amen. Amen. I hope that blessed you guys. I know it blessed me when I was studying it. Um, God is just good. He's showing us all these things with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And tonight I have the opportunity to receive the tithes and offerings, and I always like to base it off the word of God. So, in Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, every time I read this scripture, I always think to myself, how come Paul is saying my God? Okay. And I started thinking about that today. How come he didn't say our God shall supply your needs? And, and, and I, so I started reading the chapter and it says that, Paul was talking about all these blessings, okay? He says, I have all, and, and he's abounding in all things. And then he said that he was full having received the gifts. So he was attributing all these blessings to God. And then, it, and then he follows up with says, and the God that supplied me will supply you as well. So that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to show him how God blessed him. And then he said, the same God that we serve, this is the same God. He will bless you and supply all your need too. And what's interesting, this, this word supply in the Greek, it means fully or abundantly provide. So God doesn't just give you a little bit. Right here, this word supply means to fully and abundantly provide. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and I thank you for Everybody that's giving tonight, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your word is true and we can hold on to your word, Lord. And we know that when we sow, we will reap and that it will produce in our lives, Father. So we thank you for all these tithes, all these offerings, Lord. We know that they are blessed and that you bless them and you bless the giver. And Father, I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you that your word is true. And that it is life, Lord. I thank you that as you reveal your purpose and your plan to us, Lord, that we can walk in your word, Lord, and we can apply it to our lives, Lord. And we know that when we do, we will be blessed in all that we do. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us, that leads us and guides us and comforts us and strengthens us. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HG Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hgchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.